the Spud Goodman Radio Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. He calls to you who, the social outcast. Yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready. Rumbo! And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, Andar Ola. I am Spud Goodman. Well, why didn't you say so? No, seriously, this is a verified fact. And if you don't believe this, you, you can Google me to see if I'm legit. No. Off the record, you know, I've Googled myself more than a few times. Uh, mostly when I'm a little down, you know, lacking in self-confidence. Uh, a couple keystrokes and a quick glance at, at Wikipedia or some other reference about me, and bam, it, it puts a little pep in my step. It's a nice non-prescription drug pick-me-up. You know, when you, know, when you read your name and see your picture on the Internet, ah, I don't know, anyway. Well, it, it, it's just really nice to know you, ex you know, exist, I guess. Truth isn't truth. So let me now introduce our show's designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy, uh, who is calling in from her house, too, as, as we're all still doing the social distancing thing. Aunt Dorothy, are you there? Yes, I am. Oh, as you know, I'm trying to cut down on my stay-at-home martinis. Lately, they've became, oh. become just a bit too regular in my daily routine. So I had to go grab my special gummies and wolf down a couple okay. before I picked up my phone. Just two or three of them uh, will help with the nerves, you know. Radio isn't stress-free. Being a perfectionist takes a toll. Well, well, I hear you. As my only living relative, you won't hear me being judgmental, Aunt Dorothy. And whatever you need to get through the day, I'm all for. So now okay. I'm obligated to introduce our show's <laughs> temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. I know you're on the line because I can hear you breathing. Uh, oh. You really should learn to breathe with your mouth shut. It's annoying to listen to. Yes. Well, I, I, I'm working on that. Uh, my wife mentioned that I do. I need to close my mouth and use my nose more, especially uh, yeah. while I'm in the company of others outside the family. But uh, uh, well, anyway, I'm very excited to be here. I'm looking yeah, forward to tonight. Of course you are. And so I thought a timely topic of discussion on the show would be the question. To leave or not to leave the house right now. It seems to be what everyone on the face of the earth is dealing with at this moment. I know there, you know, things are, you know, a little different just about everywhere. Some places are still trying to keep people home and other locations people are trying to get as close as they can to others. You know, some just for the fun of it, by the way. I wish, what I don't understand are those dudes in this country who, who carry around guns demanding that they be allowed to do what they want to do. Uh, I say fine, go ahead, but I mean, who would want to hang out with those sexually confused morons? So why pause to take a pill? Well, those American citizens, highly masculine men, just want to get back their freedoms, get back their oh. liberties. You know, being told oh. to stay home, it's just not the American way. 
Well, I think it's way better to be a bored living American for a little while than, than a fully strapped one on a ventilator. But, but that's just my take. Well, I wonder what the rest of the world thinks when they see those screaming yahoos on CNN carrying around those assault rifles. Can't they fight for their right to party in a friendlier fashion? I agree with you, Spud. Who would want to knock back a few cocktails with those unhappy gentlemen? Okay, obviously, you both don't understand how demeaning it is to a man to have to wear a mask on his face to go out in public. They, oh, brother. Well, or, or we did not come into this world at birth with one on. It's just not normal. Thank you, Donald Trump. I'm a very stable genius. Can I get in on this discussion? Chance, you know, as an intern, I don't believe what you have to say is admissible, but uh, okay, I will allow your testimony. Continue. Oh, I may only be an intern on this show, but I know stupid when I see it. I don't think you're a sissy if you maintain social distancing. My mom is making my dad sleep in our guest room until this whole pandemic thing is over. Well, does he have like a, a job that puts him in contact with a lot of people? If so, then your mom's probably being smart. No, he was always a stay-at-home dad. My mom's the one with the job, and she's a CPA. And she is a lovely woman. Losing her only son must be very upsetting for her, so I understand what she must be feeling. I know someday she will accept me into the family. I don't think it's going to happen. I think she's warming up to you, Dorothy. Lately, oh, she hasn't said that many mean things about you. D does your dad hate my aunt, too? No, he thinks she's cool. My dad and I have similar tastes in women. Well, you know my position on this subject. A true marriage involves children. And no offense, Mrs. Jarvitz, but you are long past your childbearing years. Shut up. Oh, no offense taken. Thank God those years are behind me. It has really supercharged my sex life, that's for sure. Okay, wow. uh, that, that's enough information on that topic, Aunt Dorothy. Uh, okay, uh, so, so about the question of whether to leave the house now, I know where I stand. I, you know, I, I'm not going anywhere for a while, but but it does seem to be a pressing issue for most everyone on the planet as I speak, because we're on stations from Seattle to New York, from the UK to South Africa, and and, and we also have a lot of listeners in Mexico too. It's a fluid situation everywhere, and there is no right answer that fits for everyone. We're, we're going to discuss this further in a bit, but right now it's time for some tunes. Okay. Good call, yo. Yeah. So let's begin our musical selections with this tune by a Seattle music stalwart, Tad Doyle. Uh, he performed on our old TV show on two occasions. Uh, this one is, is from his band Tad, way back in 1991, uh, from their sub-pop album Eight-Way Santa. Here is Jinx. <laughs>
is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hey, this is Mike Tyson. I'm on the Spud Goodman Show. Uh, Spud, your first guest, Clark Duke, is waiting to speak with you. I'm a fan of this guy. Loved him on The Office. You know, he was on the last season of that show. And, of course, he killed it in Hot Tub Time Machine 1 and 2. Hot Tub Time Machine? There's a hot tub that can take one back in time? Courtney? Chloe? Oh, they were movies, Gerald. There are no hot tub time machines. They don't exist. Well, you know, we don't know that for sure. I mean, it is possible in some lab in the Silicon Valley, some nerds are maybe working on some kind of machine to turn back the clock. I mean, I sure hope so, because I, you know, I have on my bucket list still to hook up with Marilyn Monroe. Uh, you know, she married that writer, Arthur Miller, and he was not that hot either. I could compete with him. Hell no, you can't! Uh, if they ever do come up with a time machine, Spud, you might want to pick a more realistic woman to hook up with. Like, say, well, how about Betsy Ross or Mary Todd Lincoln after she uh. lost her husband? Both of them uh. might be doable. Uh, I don't think so. I'll pass on those options. Uh, just put Clark through. Yeah, here he is. Say hello to actor, comedian, and director Clark Duke. Thanks for coming on our show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, you have a new movie out uh, that you co-wrote, directed, and star in Arkansas. Now available on Apple, Amazon, On Demand, Blu-ray, and DVD. Yeah, anywhere anywhere you can watch a movie right now, we are available. All right, super. Well, I, I know it's a thriller with uh, dark comedic overtones. Can can you give us some info, <clears throat> excuse me, without giving away the surprises? I hate it when people blurt out the ending or surprises in a movie and spoil it for me, so try to be careful in your description. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of the trick. Um, I mean, without uh, giving away the, the least amount possible, it's uh, it's me and Liam Hemsworth playing these these two low level drug dealers that oh. work for this kingpin named Frog, the guy that they're not even sure exists. They've never met, but they basically screw up so bad that they end up on a collision course with Frog, played by Vince Vaughn, oh. and he basically decides he's he's going to have to kill us. Oh, good cast! All right. um, Incredible cast: John Malkovich, Vivica Fox. Uh, incredible cast. Yeah. Well, this was your f uh, your feature film uh, directorial debut. Uh, way too much work, or do you want to do this again? I, I want to do it again. It's all I, all I wanted to do. Um, it, it's all I've wanted to do since I was a kid. Uh, I went to film school, and I've, I've been trying to make this movie for a long time, but uh, everybody just knows me as an actor. Um, so I know it from the outside looking in, it looks like something I just kind of decided to do on a lark, but it, it's really like a you know, twenty-year odyssey. Huh. Well, you know, as the head dude on the set, you you must have had like first dibs at the craft services table, so that must have been cool right off the top. I mean, geez. I didn't really even have time to, to go to craft services. I mean, that's what? that's the thing. If you want to if you want to direct, produce, act, uh, do everything on a movie, you do not have time to to sleep, breathe, eat anything for the most part for for a while there. Well, that's a downside, but um, okay. Well, you you started acting at a very young age. Uh, knowing what you do now, would you have a kid of yours get into the business? I mean, it seemed to work out pretty well for you. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I would, I would for sure. I mean, if it, if he wanted to do it, and um, I would encourage it and try to try to help him. Yeah. 
All right. Well, you, you've been on a, a few successful TV shows, The Office, Greek, Mom, but I was really bummed when the Showtime series I'm Dying Up Here that you co-starred in was canceled. It was a great show. What the hell happened? Why did it get to act so quickly? I, nobody watched it. I mean, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's kind of the long and the short of it. Nobody nobody watched it, so they canceled it. Um I mean, my character, I, I love the second the second season of that show especially, um, but that was, you know, I mean, I died at the end of it, so I wasn't coming back no matter what. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a, that's a good point. But yeah, I really, anyway, I really, really like that show. But, uh, uh, thank you. I knew I knew somebody watched it. Yeah. So that's good to hear. Uh, was, was Jim Carrey the executive producer on that one? Yeah, uh-huh, he was. All right. Was he pretty involved or? Not really. Um, not, no, to be honest, uh, he, he was more of just a kind of godfather figure for the show, but not uh, not involved in the, the, the production, really. All right, super. Uh, you know, Spud, what? though our executive producer, Lori, is heavily involved in our show, you, as the star, you seem to be a bit like Jim Carrey was on that program you're discussing with Clark. What is it with some people in showbiz that seem to be okay with their name being associated with the project, but just don't do much of the hard work to make it happen? I'm just wondering. Uh, uh, Clark, I need a brief moment here. Okay. I am totally involved in all aspects of this show. What are you talking about? I work my butt off on this thing. Do you? Really? If you would be honest with yourself, you would have to admit Gerald does have a point, and it pains me to say it. I mean, it's called the Spud Goodman Show, but you basically just show up for work and phone it in, as they say. Yeah, I interview famous people on the phone. It's way easier than trying to get them to come into the studio. That's not the correct interpretation of the term phoning it in that I used. Well, what we're saying, what we're saying, Spud, is maybe you could step it up a bit and put more effort into your role as host. You know, carry your own weight around here. I put in just the right amount of effort, okay? And I resent the backseat driving I'm hearing here. Now, let me get back to Clark. All right, I have returned. Well, let's talk about something important. You are a major pro wrestling fan, you know? Uh, that's a fact, yeah, correct? Man. Yeah. Well, that is true. Uh, well, we've, we've had a few veterans of the ring on this show. Mick Foley, Jesse Ventura, The Giant, now, now Big nice. Show. Uh, why do you think a few misinformed people feel wrestling is fake? Because these guys put their bodies on the line for us all. I mean, ask Mick Foley if all the stitches he's had over the years are fake. I think fake's just the wrong word. Like, staged is, you know, probably a more appropriate word. Um, I don't know. You know, I always get... I think it's so weird that people are hung up on it. Like, that's always the first thing people say. Like, well, you know it's fake, right? And I'm like, well, yeah, you don't go watch a movie and go, hey, you know those aren't real people up there, right? right. Like, it's such a weird... I just... I've never understood the argument. Like, like I don't go to... I don't know. I don't, I don't go to watch anything and be like mad that it's not a documentary i guess but um that, that seems to be everybody's hanging up with wrestling when did when did you first get into it and why as a kid i mean it's it's sort of the first thing i ever remember watching at five years old um and i think i think that seems to be kind of the if it grabbed you as a kid you're you're stuck with it for life <laughs> did you uh, ever have the desire to put on the tights yourself oh yeah of course i had the the trampoline in the backyard like like a lot of kids i think and had the, the backyard wrestling federation going 
Did you uh, ever come up with a name for yourself? I didn't go that far. I mean, I didn't have an alias. I guess I would, I would just play myself right. in the ring. All right. Um, well, as one who's been in show business for over 20 years so far, let me let me close this thing with, with this question. Um, Clark Duke, uh, what has been your most memorable moment in the industry? Uh, and you can make something up if you don't have one. <laughs> um, I mean, truthfully, I've had so many. You know, I've got to work with... Um, like you said, Jim Carrey, Chevy Chase, Robin Williams, Eddie Murphy. Um, it'd kind of be hard to narrow it down to one. I mean, honestly, one of the most fun things for me personally was to bring it back to the wrestling thing. And we were promoting Hot Tub Time Machine. Me and Cordry got to guest host Monday Night Raw. That was pretty surreal for me because, yeah. like I said, that's the TV show I've been watching my entire life. Heck yeah. Wow. All right. Well, I know you, you're you probably definitely going to take a meeting or something, so I'm going to let you go. But let me say again that your new movie, Arkansas, is now available for viewing on Apple, Amazon, On Demand, Blu-ray, and DVD. Yeah, pretty much covers it. So, uh, yeah. And I, yeah, I, I read the read the buzz online. It's very good. So I'm going to be checking it out. Just thanks a whole bunch for, for calling into the show. Thanks for having me, and, uh, and thanks for everybody that, that watches the movie. All right, super, Mr. Clark Duke. <laughs> That's right. There certainly is no place like home, and that's truer today than ever before. That is, providing you take full advantage of the improvements modern manufacturing ingenuity offers today. Take, for example, the new refrigerators. Hey, that's a mighty fine looking refrigerator, mister. You like it? Uh-huh. You like it? Uh-huh. You like it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You like it? Fits you beautifully and it does things for you. Where'd you get it? Well, uh... Hey, bud, just a minute. Why? Take a look at your refrigerator. Why? Everybody else does. Is that so? Yeah, and remember, now you perk up just like that. It happens every time a fella gets a new refrigerator. Isn't that true, old buddy? Is that so? Yeah. How do you like that? And when we got back, there were our clothes all washed and ready, just as pretty as could be. See now why I'm so happy? We've made our wash day a holiday. We've made our holiday wash day. Is that so? There were our refrigerators all washed and ready, just as pretty as could be. See now why I'm so happy? <laughs> well, better get a new refrigerator today. Hey! Is that so? Is that so? Hey! Is that so? Just go and buy. Just go and buy. Just go and buy. Just go and buy. Buy. Well, uh... Ah, never mind. Calm those fears and dry those tears. Your troubles are over when you shop at Sears. Shop at Sears. Hey, buddy, what's the big idea? Hey! <laughs> now you perk up just like that. It happens every time a fella gets a new refrigerator. With their automatic defrosting and hey. special temperatures for all different kinds of foods. Hey. Their spacious interior hey. so arranged that you girls don't have to break your backs hey. reaching and searching for the things you want. I'm telling you. <laughs> That's kind of a crazy song, friends, but seriously. Well, come on back again when you're out in these here frontier parts, will you? So long. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Spud, I'm being told our show's resident sex therapist, Christine Gregson, is holding for you.
all right, cool. You know, I have I have a little issue that I need to discuss with her. And, you know, I probably should do it in like a, a real session or whatever they call those things when you get together in our office. But, you know, I'd probably get charged. This is, you know, doing the radio show thing is free. And that, that, that's a big plus. I got to say that. So just, just put her through. Yeah, here she is. to the show our resident sex therapist christine gregson we appreciate you doing this hello spud it's my pleasure what's on your mind well you know this is kind of personal i'm not gonna lie here it, it might be better to discuss this privately but since i would have to pay for my session and i and i'd have to like drive to your office I'm, i might as well just use my show to get some answers and that's what i'm gonna do so you know i've read some stuff on the topic of male enhancement pills. I know you're not a doctor, but you, you must have discussed this with a bunch of clients over the years. Would they be a big waste of money or, or could they be a game changer for some people? Not necessarily me, but you know, someone like me. Well, that would be a personal decision. I'm not a physician and right. I don't have clinical results that would verify the effectiveness of male enhancement supplements. But I have had a few male clients who have pursued this option. Right. Really? I'm not aware of the success or failure rate. Oh. No clients have really revealed the results to me. I myself would doubt that they would have any impact on the growth of genitals. Oh, okay. Well, no, I, I am told that the commercials or, or ads, you know, at all the online porn sites, you know, like Pornhub, YouPorn, those kind of places, they say they're 100% effective. Uh, before I spend any money on, on a bottle of, of these things, I would like to know if this is really an important factor with women. A, a guy gets mixed information on this. Some women say it's no big deal, but you know, I personally know a few women who feel it is a deal killer. You know, I, you know, mostly uh, on the too small angle. I'm gonna be honest. I, I know, I, I know. There's a movie on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, My husband won't fit. You know, uh, I. I I haven't seen it really myself, but I, I know it's out there. I've just never heard of that complaint myself. Have you? Well, I'll say that this question is the definition of subjective. Oh. To one woman, it's of no importance. But yes, I have worked with many female clients who feel like this is an area of desire. Uh. I hesitate to draw any conclusions or make a generalization that most women are not attracted to partners with smaller... Um, penises um yeah well we don't have to use that word you know let's just go with junk i feel more comfortable with that if you don't mind say spud yes well you know i prefer the term member uh, my wife and i tend to use that term there's no need for anyone to get graphic describing the genital area uh just a sec christine yeah, that's why I prefer junk, okay? I, I know the word penis is not an inappropriate word, but it just sounds not okay when you when you hear it said out loud. That's why my wife and I never, ever say the P word ourselves. We also have a term for the female part. Uh, we call it her spot. It, it takes all the ickiness out of it. You should try it. Yeah, yeah I think a member is way more inappropriate than penis, Ooh. you know, and that her spot thing is kind of wrong, too, if you ask me. Well, you'll never hear the P word from either myself or Rachel. I can assure you of that. Well, I appreciate the heads up. Now let me get back to Christine. Okay, uh, I have returned. Yeah. 
So, so if one took a triple dose of those enhancement pills, is it possible to speed up the process? I mean, does it take as long as using that minoxidil stuff for your hair? Because that, that, that can be over like six months before you see any new hair growth, you know? I mean, that's what I'm told. Uh, I just don't have that much time as I'm, you know, I'm now seeing this woman, okay? And I, I just started dating her and I, I, th I think I might like her. Uh, but I would like to, hold, you know, head off any possible deal-killing issues, you know, bef with her before, you know, you know, you know, the, you know what I'm saying here. Yeah. Well, if your partner cares for you, truly cares for you, Spud, this is something that you'll both be able to overcome if there's a level of love and commitment. So they have to like, tr like I'll, truly care for you. I like won't serious? try to speak for the women you're referring to. Okay. But in my experience. Women have an innate capacity to accept various deficiencies in their partners. Well, yes. that's good to hear. That's in good to hear. In full honesty, I work with a small number of women who have terminated relationships or marriages due to the situation. Oh. But they're clearly in the minority. Well, great. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, not so great, I guess. I knew it. So buy a few bottles and hope for the best is really all I can do. That's kind of what I hear you saying. You know, but these pills aren't cheap. But, but, you know, if they can keep me in the game with the woman I was talking about, then, then it's money well spent, I guess. I don't know. Um, you know, if, if this was a fair world, then, then you know, like the physical gifts we're blessed with at birth should be good enough. And, you know, right? That's what I think. Well, I agree. The same pressure okay. some women feel when they explore breast enlargement. They're attempting to meet yeah. what they perceive society feels as a correct look for the size of their breast. I never get, Again, I never get that. Yeah. But if somebody truly cares about their partner, that superficial reality is of no concern. I, I hope so. You know, I, I, like I said, I could, could care less about, you know, breast size with women. Who, geez. I mean, you know, may, maybe I should try and find, you know, a woman that is not that endowed. Uh, you know what I'm saying up there. Maybe that's mm -hmm. the answer. She might be, like, a lot more understanding. It would be a lot cheaper for sure for the both mm -hmm. of us. You know, that might be the way I gotta go. Not th not that I'm just gonna dump the woman I'm dating because she's she's kind of uh, kind of well endowed actually. Like I said, it's not a big deal to me. But um, maybe it'd be best if I find somebody that has to deal with some issues like I do. Hey, th thanks a lot for helping me out with this. You know, uh, you know, maybe it was also helpful to some of the men that are listening now too. Well, I'm happy to help. All right then. We can talk again. Well, yeah, I, I hope so. Um, absolutely. Well, okay, there you have it. Our show's resident sex therapist, Ms. Christine Gregson. All right, we're, we'll be back in a sec. Goodbye. The excitement continues on the Spud Goodman Radio Show following this brief intermission. Michelle. And we all scared of robots, baby. <laughs> Woo! They come to get our jobs. Oh! Can't work. You don't eat. If I can't work, I can't eat. We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. 
Hey, before we get back to what we were discussing, can someone at the station play the call-in phone number for those who don't already know it? I mean, uh, I, I can't do that myself from the apartment. Uh, uh, let's hear from our listeners and get their take on heading back out from our homes. Hopefully, you know, whoever is in the control room now isn't sleeping or something. Attention, Attention listeners. listeners! Get on the phone and call the Spudline! 253-242-3054! Call the Spudline! Call it! Thank hey, you, you know, uh, Spud, on that issue, you yourself should really consider leaving your home now that it is safe to return to a normal life. As I've told you, uh, being cooped up in your apartment is not healthy. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers. Are you not holed up in your family's safe room at your house? And This sounds like one of those do as I say, not as I do. Oh, well, we Holcombs as a family do venture out of our safe room. Uh, besides going to church on Sundays and, and Wednesday evenings, we try to get our exercise in with our daily jump rope sessions. Uh, You know, we each go out on the patio in the backyard one at a time and try to get in at least 10 minutes each skipping rope. It's quite a cardio workout. Yeah. Uh, Occasionally, four of us may try to go out at a time and try to do a double dutch. My youngest, Dwight, is a very talented jumper. Oh, oh, I was quite good at double dutch jumping growing up. Uh, It's nice to hear you're trying to get in a good workout in these trying times, Gerald. Yeah, well, I mean, I I don't jump myself. I'm not bad at twirling the rope, though. It's taken me some time to get proficient at it. And, well, now the kids have pretty much stopped yelling at me when I twirl for them. And I I don't know how this conversation has segued into jumping rope. But returning to the topic we were discussing, I think there should be, like, no hurry to begin leaving the home. You know, I'm feeling peer pressure myself to do it, and it's not appreciated. Stop being weak! Oh, Spud, you very seldom left your apartment before the pandemic. So why would you care what people say now? True. Well, before this happened, I I was just considered quirky, you know, for not being social. Uh, But nowadays, as a man, it seems like I'm a wuss if I don't want to, like, run to the mall and go shopping. I'm still on the line. Am I allowed to speak? Well, of course you are, sweetie. As an intern, you are an essential worker on this show. Go ahead and share what's on your mind. Essential? Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. go ahead and just go ahead, Chance. Well, what I was thinking is, sure is a good thing you're not married right now, Spud, is you would drive wife number, what, four or five crazy. You had me at hello. For sure, an instant divorce once the attorney's offices are open again. Yeah, uh, you know what? I would, I would have to agree with that observation, Chance. Uh, and say, I'm being told we now have a caller who wants to join in on the discussion. Uh, not about your marriages, but, but about the country opening back up. Uh, do you want to take it? Uh, I, I guess. Uh, caller, are you there? If so, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, I'm not uh, a regular listener to your show or nothing, but, um, you know, I'm betting that uh, you're one of those guys who who didn't ever go anywhere without wearing a mask or something. You know, you probably wear those rubber gloves and then like a pair of Spanx, I'm guessing right now, huh? No, no. uh, uh, Are you you asking me? That's not like a a question that our intern Chance would would hit me up with. But, yeah, I I guess if, if I ever did leave my apartment, which I don't plan on, by the way, at least not yet. Uh, but uh, oh, I'm doing okay. just fine. I, I, I get it. You're you're one of those uh, 
flatten the curve guys, uh, you know, like the libtard expert guys that, you know, Dr. Uh, what, Folky or whatever his name is. You look, look, I, I, you know, I ain't saying that this is a, a total hoax or nothing like that, but look, okay, you know what nice. I know has gotten sick. Because you know this, the media, they're always exaggerating stuff for ratings and all that, you know, with the, the snowstorms and the murder hornets, all that business. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. caller, well, I, I totally understand like your skepticism that. about the advice from the liberal media. They are treating yeah. our commander-in-chief terribly, worse than any president in our history. I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. So, so you don't follow any of the directions of the CDC and like the public health scientists that, that you know that they've laid out. Aren't, aren't you worried about bringing it around your parents or family? My parents, <laughs> my parents are dead. I'm single. Okay, I don't have any brothers or sisters or nothing. Well, you know, I do live with some roommates, and none of them got sick. You know, we don't yeah. live near anyone though. Five G towers, so you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Call All right. It. Are you saying you don't wear a mask or anything at work? Aren't your roommates concerned that you might bring it home with you? Well, not really, because I'm out of work right now. Well, no, she means when you go back to work now that thing, you know, things are opening back up. Well, yeah, but I've been out of work for a while now, you know, at least last couple of years, I'd say. Uh, but but what right. about your roommates? Do they wear any kind of personal protective gear at their jobs? And can I ask how old you are and also your roommates? Well, I'm 42, and they're kind of between jobs, too. So, uh, well, you know, the house, it's owned by one of their parents, so it's all good. Oh, do you own one of those, like, machine guns, uh, the guys that those protests carry around? I mean, it's a disgusting thing to do, but I, I will say this. I have to admit, uh, they do look kind of cool. Honey, look at this. Who, me? No, 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 no. I, I, I own a couple of the uh, sawed-off shotguns, but, you know, I don't carry them around in public, not much at least. But, uh, you know, I get why those guys feel that they got to bring out the heavy artillery, you know, because um, our freedoms, they're being taken away. Right. Our freedoms. That, yeah, that's yeah. what I told Spud, but he doesn't get it. I mean, what's next? <laughs> the government's going to tell us to brush our teeth twice a day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what my dentist tells me, okay? And caller, I have to go, but th thanks for your input. Yeah. Uh, no, hold on. Look, I'm not done with y'all. You people got to no, 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 I've heard. I've, I've heard enough. It, it, it's time for some music. So our next musical selection comes from a homeboy of Tacoma, Washington. Though he later did grow up in Spokane. You might have heard of him, the late great Bing Crosby. Uh, here's a cut from his album recorded with the Andrews Sisters. It's titled "Pistol Pack and Mama." Hit it. Lay that pistol down, babe, lay that pistol down. Pistol packin' mama, lay that pistol down. Oh, drinking beer in a cabaret, was I having fun? Until one night she caught me right, now I'm on the run. Oh, lay that pistol down, babe, lay that pistol down. Pistol packing, mama, lay that pistol down. Oh, I see you every night, Bing, and I'll woo you every day. I'll be your regular mama, and I'll put that gun away. Oh, lay that pistol down, babe, lay that pistol down. 
pistol packing mama. Lay the thing down before it goes off and hurts somebody. Oh, she kicked out my windshield and she hit me over the head. She cussed and cried and said I'd lied and she wished that I was dead. Oh, lay that pistol down, babe, lay that pistol down. Pistol packing mama, lay that pistol down with three tough gals. From deep down Texas way, we got no pals. They don't like the way we play. We're a rough rootin', tootin', shootin' trio, but you're to see my sister Cleo. She's a terror, make no error, but there ain't no lassie fair. Here's what we tell her. Lay that pistol down, babe, lay that pistol down. Pistol baggin' mama, lay that pistol down. in a cabaret was I having fun till one night I didn't sing right now I'm on the run oh lay that pistol down babe lay that pistol down pistol back and mama lay that pistol Osmond, Eddie Haskell, and I can't believe I've actually made the Spud Goodman Show. I've made it. I'm a top star now. Uh, Spud, your huh? next guest, Allegra Edwards, is waiting to speak with you. Now, okay. I am familiar with the show she's in. I think it's, I think it's called Upland, and it's a no, show about it's... an alternative version of heaven that competes with the real one, and it's fake news. I've read all about it on our church's Facebook group page. Mm. Oh, that is terrific. Uh, it's called Upload, and it's streaming on Amazon Prime right now. It's a very good show. I've seen it, and I recommend it. It's very well written. And Gerald, it's a funny show about Silicon Valley's ability to someday create a monetized afterlife. It's not competing against the heaven you hold dear. Lighten up. Okay. Yeah. Now, why would anyone want to make money creating an afterlife when there is a free one available to everyone? The real heaven. Oh, no. Well, maybe because competition is the heart of capitalism, okay? Monopolies uh, are not conducive to creating the best product. Yeah, I, I, I think I've read that somewhere, so just, just put her through, please. Okay, very well. But count me as one who will be enjoying the good old-fashioned heaven when my time comes. Now, here's Allegra. Say hello to actress Allegra Edwards. Thanks for spending some time with us. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so... Uh, you co-star in the new Amazon series, 
Upload, which I will disclose I consumed in one weekend. It's really good. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> I'm so glad you liked it. Yeah, but I, I would expect it to be good. As the showrunner, the head guy is Greg Daniels from The Office and Parks and Rec. Are, are you pleased with the response so far you're getting from viewers? It has been overwhelming. I got to tell you, it is so exciting. And not just from people in my immediate circles, but from strangers, um, from people all over the world. I'm hearing from folks in... Ireland, in Poland, in Brazil, in India, in Korea, in Japan. It's, wow. it's been so awesome to see. Yeah. yeah. Well, as Greg uh, Daniels has helped the careers uh, of a number of cast members he's worked with over the years, among them Aziz Ansari, uh, John Krasinski, Mindy Kaling, and so many more, I hope you're prepared for what might be heading your way. It's a nice thing you're going to have to deal with, I'm thinking. You know, I appreciate you saying that. I'm that um, that makes me quake in my boots because I feel very unprepared. <laughs> um, you know, I'm I'm just thrilled to be able to work at all, first of all, and um, it's such a treat to be able to work with Greg. And um, even if nothing were to come out of this, I would have loved the experience. So the rest of this is just icing on the cake for me, if I'm being honest. Yeah, ni- ni- uh, nice flavor of frosting, though, but yeah. All right. <laughs> so good. So yeah. good. Extra sweet. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, as the show's central theme is about the afterlife, in this case, a digitally created one, a digitally created one, yeah. Uh, ha- have yeah. show execs taken much heat from conservative evangelicals like the producers of Good Omens, also on Amazon, had to deal with? Ooh, that's a great question. You know, I think I'm shielded from some of that. So if, if it is going on, um, I might be blissfully unaware. Um, but I, I think it raises a good question because um, I think that it's, it's good to talk about some of these philosophical ideas and discuss them. And I, what I like about our show is that we present some of these ideas in a, in a lighthearted way, um, but there is some gravity behind it. Um, and I, you know, I mean, maybe you can talk to this. You've already, uh, you've already seen the show. Has it opened up discussions with you and, and the people that you watched with? Not not yet, but I, I would say, it w- to be frank, uh, it really wouldn't because the concept is... In, in my mind, not connected to the spiritual world, really, in that, in that, I know you kind of touch on it on the program, but, uh, not, not really, but I, I don't, from what I, from what I, uh, have read about what the producers of, of Good Omens had to deal with, uh, I was just curious, uh, my thought is yeah. uh, that maybe, uh, an alternative heaven upsets some maybe mega church pastors without a sense of humor and a fear of having to maybe move back from their arenas to a regular sized church because I don't I don't see any reason to get upset but anyway that's, that's just me but anyway all right I'll move on to yeah topic. yeah um, sure. <laughs> Spud I yes. cannot let your remarks about pastors of mega churches go without a response. We like to think our church, which holds around 1,500 on any given Sunday, is a mega church. And regardless of any TV show, it will not force us to return to the days when our older building held, say, uh, 300 people. Hey, Allegra, just a sec. As you said earlier, you have not seen this program yet, right? Well, no, I haven't, but it sounds disturbing. Gerald. It's a damn comedy show. Uh, I think there should be some religious rule that if you don't get credit for attending church if the place requires binoculars, if the big screen goes out, or if it has state-of-the-art sound and lighting, and oh yeah, valet parking. Oh, 
Well, let me tell you, the Mormon church would never offer valet parking. That would be wrong. Yeah, I mean, you guys can park your own bicycles, but I guess, well, when I think about it, I guess you guys don't have like a real mega church thing going, right? I mean, they, they don't sell programs or t-shirts at your church. No, 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 no t-shirts except like, you know, special events. Okay, good. Good to know. Now let me finish this thing up. Okay, uh, I am back. Okay. You play the character Ingrid, who who might be uh, described as a micromanaging girlfriend, often coming from the dark side. Uh, she's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. This is not the first time I've heard that. Yeah. Um, you know, some people describe her as being um, pushy, selfish, narcissistic, uh, controlling. I like to say that she's ambitious. She's very clear-headed. Uh, she knows what she wants. She um, is driven. <laughs> I like to spin those things into a positive way. Um, uh, but yeah, she's, uh, she's pretty single-focused and very image-based. Oh, definitely not a vanilla character. You know, it's uh, yeah, she's got some edge. Yeah, definitely. And I love that. I love the opportunity to um, to play something that's pretty outside of myself. Um, and uh, what I love about how they've written her, though, is that there's so many opportunities to learn a little bit more about her, especially as the season progresses. And she moves away from that, um, uh, you know, edge sort of uh, archetype. Um, and she's got some history and she's got some depth. Right. So, uh, it's been really cool. Well, can I ask what's up with the hug suit? How long does it take to put on for the romantic scenes? That takes a while. So what it is is um, uh, it's a, a unitard that I'm wearing underneath, and then they they velcroed foam all over my body to fill it out so that there's some you know size to it. And then uh, and then I'm wearing a scuba suit with um, a mask over my head and the goggles, and it covers my ears, and I'm wearing gloves. So it's very difficult for me to hear when I'm wearing it. And um, a lot of times the director was yelling action or cut. And I had no idea what was going on because it was so hard to understand what was going on. Right. Right. Well, I, I was thinking for the crew, that must be the most clothes on any actors ever had for a love scene. That's just my thought. But. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely the least sexy love scene that anybody's ever seen. Um, uh, crew included. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. yeah. All right. Well, Allegra, now that the the lockdowns being lifted slowly, have the shows pro, the show producers like laid out what major adjustments will be made for everyone on the set when they resume shoot? Do you think the new normal might look like? That's a great question. Um, we're getting you know slowly getting a, like a trickle of articles every day, um, and I would say that for the most part, the protocol is going to be about um, taking temperatures, making sure that people are quarantining in a safe way. I think they probably are going to limit production crews to just the essential components. Mm -hmm. um, they may even find their way around crowd scenes. Um, I'm not sure about how extras will be used, if at all. Um, so they're, they're talking about some drastic measures, but everybody is just really excited to get back to work in whatever capacity they can. So I'm really curious to see how they adapt. Any rough idea when you guys might come back? Um, we uh, are hoping to start shooting season two um, late summer, if we can. We shoot in Vancouver, so we've been paying attention to um, the restrictions there. 
Um, and, you know, it's very tenuous. It's all pretty up in the air. Um, right. But we'd love to be wheels up, you know, at the end of the summer. Super. Well, let me close with this. What's been your most memorable moment away from showbiz? Anything Anything stick out that you could share? You're in the last couple months? E- ever. Oh, ever. Wow. Um, memorable moment away from showbiz. Um, probably, probably reconnecting with my now fiance. Um, he and I dated in college for three years. And then we broke up and we're basically Facebook friends for eight years. And we got back together a couple of years ago and now we're getting married. Yeah. And when we first got back together, we went on a date where we were pretending not to know each other. And he had to pick me up as if we were strangers. And it was really fun. All right, <laughs> so, um, that's a pretty good moment. Yeah. Congrats on the, on the nuptials. All right. Super. Um, Thank you. Okay, so let me say again that your new Amazon Prime series upload is now available for streaming. It's a good show, so so people will be glad they took the time to check it out. Thanks a bunch for coming on our show. Thank you so much for having me. It was great to talk to you. All right, Ms. Allegra Edwards. My, how time flies. But the studio is saying we have another caller who would like to join in the conversation that we're having about our economy opening back up and people coming out of their homes, you know, making America great again. Russia, if you're listening. Uh, America was great already. Uh, uh, Okay, it wasn't until the last like three and a half years. I'm guessing no one has vetted this caller, as I have no clue who is at the board, you know, back at the studio, but but put it through. Um, okay. Call, caller, you're on the air, so please be interesting, please. Yeah, hello? Am, am I on the air now? Uh, well, did you hear me say psych? No, you didn't. So, yeah, you're on the air. Do you have something cogent and well thought out to add to our discussion? Uh, or are you one of those those guys who don't believe that there is a pandemic going on right now? Is that let's let's find out where you stand? Oh no no I I know there's something going on right now I because I have access to the internet over at the library so I've managed to educate right. myself to the okay. real truth of what exactly is happening around the world. Now from what I've heard you say here on the show, it seems like you're one of those. What I like to call low information people. Now, if you didn't have uh, your I don't own radio so. show and you weren't sharing I'm, all this like bad shows. information to innocent listeners, I would not be wasting my time calling in. But I felt the need to step up and try to set the record straight. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. Man, this guy sounds boring. Can I hang up now? I gotta do chores around my parents' house. No, you are not dismissed. The show will be over soon, and, and don't play the abused intern card, okay? Not, not, I'm getting so tired of that. You, you can stay on the line like the rest of us until we've signed off. I'm sure of that in the peritestinals. Fine. Hey, it's only a couple of minutes, dear, and I'll drop by after the show and leave some frozen yogurt on the porch. I won't knock and disturb the family. And tell your mother I send my best. Okay, and she likes a lot of sprinkles on her, so don't skimp out on them. 
Ooh. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, am I still on the air? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Okay, I good. Uh, look, have you, any of you seen the video Plandemic over on Facebook or YouTube? Or I'm talking the real version, not that edited one that's going around. I did not know there was a director's cut of that thing. You know, the, the other one was, was everywhere on social media. People were sending me that link all the time. I was... <sighs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, caller, my family and I watched that pandemic video a few weeks ago, and I gotta say, it sure opened up our eyes. We do yep. plan to leave our safe room very soon, as it appears that there's been a bit of an exaggeration on the part of many. Uh, Spud, you being one of them. All right, like I've said many times, I'll believe it when I see it. When you actually leave that safe room of yours, okay? You love it there. Yeah, we will. And I wasn't exaggerating. This public health crisis on the show, I've never exaggerated it. He, even your hero Trump sort of feels it was real. Uh, well, you know, for a couple weeks at least. Since President Obama became president. Uh, okay, look, here's the thing about this. Now, the real version of pandemic, I mean, the one that wasn't edited, you know, by the Bilderberg people, that one tells okay. the actual truth. Now, the fake version was put out by a um, certain powerful figures who want people to believe that this whole thing was a hoax. The words of scientist Dr. Judy Mikovich were dubbed in. you got to look at her lips carefully. This deception has led many, many people to think that there's nothing to be concerned with. But, of course, we all know that is pure fiction and what she's okay. really right. saying about the original pandemic is that the earth has two maybe three months left before the end days arrives okay um i've heard enough well do i have to really listen to this garbage bud we're coming for you globalist oh babe think happy thoughts and soon the show will be over Caller is Dr. Mikovits, I think that's how you pronounce her name, the scientist. Uh, she's got to be the one that I read so much about. She was discredited and found to be a bit of a, like a wacky fraud. I like a good conspiracy theory like the next guy, but you're expecting me to believe that the Earth will be toast in a couple months? Look, I tried to upload the original full unedited version of Plandemic to Facebook and YouTube. Okay, there's an associate of mine will just say, got me a copy, a real copy, but it keeps getting rejected because Bill Gates has got his people blocking me. This guy's been stoned since the third grade. I think you should be pissed at Mark Zuckerberg and that dude who runs Google. I, I don't know his name. There is an actual guy running Google, correct? It's not just like an algorithm or something? Hey, I heard... Bill Gates is trying to hook all of our children on that uh, bingo search engine that he runs. Anything to stop us from Googling. That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I have my doubts that you're even comprehending what I am trying to inform you about here, people. Look, I'm in hopes that your listeners are maybe a little more capable of assimilating what I am disclosing here. Uh, you might have lost them on that assimilating word. Just saying. Yeah, you know, uh, caller, I promise 
I will try and watch the real version of Plandemic when it's available. If it means we stay in our safe room until Judgment Day comes, well, then so be it, I guess. I just wasn't planning on it arriving so soon. Yeah. <laughs> hey, caller, I gotta go. I have to close the show. Yeah, thanks. Okay, well, then can I leave my contact information with your producer? Okay, whoever your producer is, tell them I can send links to a number of videos that will be of great interest. Maybe you could, um, like, um, post them on your show's website or something, because people will be amazed when they see what's in them. They want to shut your mind talking about Justin Bieber! Um, I don't think so, but, but thanks for calling in. Can I hang up now? Oh, Spud, let him hang up. The show is over. Okay, right, right, right. You can hang up, Chance. Jeez, you baby. All right. Uh, I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. Oh, hey, Spud, can I say goodbye, too, just this one time? Uh, until next time, later. <laughs> The Spud Goodman Show is produced at Rosedale Audio Productions. Copyright 2020, Spud Goodman Productions.